I'm so incredibly proud of and grateful for the way that our, our youth engaged last night. I just have to pause and tell you they follow after really beautiful examples. Uh, the family of Tommy show them what it looks like to hold devastation and hope all at once. And last night I witnessed our young people allowing themselves to do the same. To ask hard questions is not easy. To mourn is not easy. Mm -hmm. And to enter fully into a depth of friendship that they had and then also to hold onto hope in the midst of it. So it is and continues to be on our hearts this morning. Um, our prayers for the family and our love for the family and also I'm in awe, really, of how God shows up and allows them to hold all of this. Would you give a moment just for silent prayer, and then I will pray as we open up God's word together this morning. Our God, this morning, earlier in first service, Director Franz gave us the sacred gift of his tears and hope. And Tommy's mom and dad and sister and Sharon and Haley have all given us the gift of seeing how you have held them in their sorrow. And I know that there are so many other situations that we could name even now in this moment as families gather and as we enter into joy. We also have diagnoses and illness and struggle that we hold as well. So today with gratitude I acknowledge that you are the shepherd who is walking us through it, that you are Emmanuel who is with us. We invite your Holy Spirit to commune with us today, for it's in the name of our Jesus that we pray, amen. amen. Confucian philosopher Marcinius said, great is the human who has not lost his childlike heart. Perhaps you're familiar more so with the words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 18, where he says, you must become like a little child to enter the kingdom of heaven. And yet, I'm curious if any of us this morning find ourselves short on wonder this year. Are you worn out? Needing to have your faith in God and humanity restored? The Washington Post reports this year there is no Christmas in Bethlehem. Christmas is canceled in the place of Jesus' birth. And I quote, this year there will be no tree, no parades, bands, or music, no lights, no markets, no feasts, no carols, no Santas handing out candy to children, no pilgrims, no tourists. In normal times, 6,000 tourists per day visit this site, Bethlehem. There were only 624 foreign visitors in the entire month of November. 
Reverend Isaac, pastor of the Evangelical Lutheran Christmas Church, stood beside a small nativity scene in his chapel. The baby Jesus sat amid flickering candles atop a pile of busted cement and dirty stone. Maybe you saw the viral picture of this nativity. Reverend Isaac said, this is what Christmas looks like. This is the true message. If Jesus were born today, he would be born in Gaza amid the rubble. Today, Reverend Isaac said, the Christmas story feels more contemporary than ever. Joseph, a Jewish man living in Palestine under Roman rule, is forced to report to Bethlehem for a census. He takes his young pregnant wife, Mary, unable to find lodging. There's no room in the inn. They settle into the stable. There in a manger, a feeding trough for animals, Mary gives birth to a child whom the faithful believe is the Son of God. King Herod of Judea, learning of the birth of a rival, orders that all male children under two be killed the slaughter of the innocents. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph flee to Egypt. He concludes, so the story is Jesus born into hardship, lived under occupation, surviving a massacre, and becoming a refugee. This is the story we Palestinians can understand. We are invited not to look away from the pain of this world right now. As a Franciscan friar at a nearby church in Bethlehem said, it's impossible to celebrate when many on both sides have lost so much. We canceled the festivities in a sign of solidarity with all victims of war. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 comes to us today. For unto us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And that chapter in Luke 2 where the angel declares this is good news of great joy for all people. And yet we find ourselves awaiting this Prince of Peace, longing for this great joy for all people. Today we pause to remember the one, the one born to rescue us all, to save us from fear, from terror, from injustice, from pain, from war, from death. Truly a weary world rejoices. I love those words of that hymn because I identify with them. We need this word of God. A weary world invited to rejoice in what is and what is to come. What is fully reality now and what will be made complete. The song, O Holy Night, was banned in France where the song originated. Actually, a priest had gone to a man who was a known poet, but he backslid from the church, and he had invited someone to write the music for his poem because he was delighted with it, and the man he chose to write the music was a Jew who didn't believe in Jesus, so the church said, no, this song cannot be sung in church. 
but people loved it. So it was sung in homes and people continued to sing it. It was banned for two decades from being sung in the church. But legend has it that on Christmas Eve, 1871, in the midst of a fierce fight between the armies of Germany and France, that a French soldier suddenly jumped out of the muddy trench. And both sides stared in disbelief at this seemingly crazed man who lifted up his eyes to heaven and began singing Cantique de Noël. Then a German soldier stepped in and answered the Frenchman's song with Martin Luther's From Heaven Above to Earth I Come. The story goes that the fighting stopped for 24 hours as they honored Christmas Day and that the church once again allowed the song to be sung in church about that time. But the story of the song continues. Years later on Christmas Eve in 1906, a 33-year-old university professor, Fresenden, and a former chief chemist for Thomas Edison did something long thought impossible. Using a new type of generator, he spoke into a microphone, and for the first time in history, a man's voice was broadcast over the airwaves. Do you remember the words spoken? And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. He began in a clear, strong voice, hoping that he would reach across the distance that he supposed he might. Shocked radio operators on ships and astonished wireless operators at newspapers were amazed that their normal coded impulses over these tiny speakers we're now hearing a professor read a Christmas story. To those who caught the broadcast, it must have seemed like an angel was speaking to them. A Christmas miracle. Perhaps they thought that they were hearing the voice of an angel as these words were spoken to them. He was unaware of the sensation that he was causing in ships and in offices. He couldn't have known that men and women were rushing to their wire, wireless units to catch these words on Christmas Eve. After finishing the recitation of the birth of Christ, he picked up his violin and he played a song, the first song sent through over the air radio waves, the first song that anyone ever heard on the radio. And it was this song.
Thank you. Oh, holy night, a thrill of hope as the weary world rejoices. I think we need that song to be broadcast over the radio waves and every possible way of transmitting that message today. That we need that hope that Christ, our Savior, is born. While the world lay in sin and error pining, and when he appeared and each soul felt its worth, I do find myself falling to my knees in worship. The good news is of the one who came to rescue us, the one who gives us what we cannot have on our own, Wonder, faith, belief, hope, joy, light, and love. These are the gifts that come from our God to us today, from the one who came to save us. Author Terry Hershey says, our childlike joy is a magical fuel that can keep us from becoming crusty, deadened, hard, or uncaring. Childlike joy is vital because when we focus on it and nourish that quality in ourselves, sure enough, joy begins to spill into the world around us. So we hold two things too. We hold anguish and we hold joy. We also hold this invitation to childlike joy and this invitation to pray and to suffer with those who suffer and mourn with those who mourn. And so we come today remembering the one who comes alongside us as we hold both. I watched a flashback scene this week, 1992 Olympic Games in Barcelona, Spain. Do you remember it? Maybe you saw it I've seen it many times, but I still watched it more than once, six times this week to be exact. Derek Redmond, he was expected to win. He was running, he was doing well, but he had an injury. And so everyone flew past him and he was doing what his team, Great Britain, often did was seek to cross the finish line regardless of injury. And so he kept trying to make it towards the finish line. Other people tried to come alongside him and help him, and he, he pushed them away until one person came. It was his dad. And you could watch this moment. His dad came, and he put his arm around his dad, and his dad put his arm around him, and he made it across the finish line. Some of us are sprinting just like those ones that flew past him, and Jesus is running alongside you, and you are in fullness of joy. But if you find yourself like Derek Redmond and you're injured and you're just trying to make it across the finish line, the picture I want you to have is that your dad comes along beside you, throws his arm around you and you throw your arm around him and he makes you able to do what you couldn't do on your own. You can make it by his strength. And so the story of the one, the rescue, the Larry on the bike who came to Elder Corey, the divine rescue of God is that what you don't have on your own, the joy and delight and childlike wonder and hope that you don't have, that because of the story of Jesus, you're lifted up, that all those 
who find themselves in this season needing to be lifted up are by the one who came, the incarnate Son of God, God with us. So whether you're limping and injured or sprinting, your God is alongside you and we are invited to hold both the pain of the world and childlike wonder, delight, curiosity, joy, sorrow and sadness and pain because it is the fullness of the human experience and it is exactly as Reverend Isaac said, what Jesus himself entered into. I invite you to be grounded in this reality today because of him. Thank you for leading us in this final song, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Because of this God who came, because of his rescue, we want this story to be told everywhere and in every way. So we invite you to stand and to sing in the midst of whatever you're holding. And some of you could just, as you stand to sing with the team, hold out one hand and hold out the other, and you might have fights and cancer and, and pain, and you might have joy and wonder and grandkids and celebration. And think about what you hold as you sing this song, Go Tell It on the Mountain Today. <laughs>